0: And welcome to Thingamajigs, the exciting history of mundane things. I am Ben.
1: And I am Danielle. Leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. Are you? Well, no. I don't think I've ever been on a jet plane, actually. Aren't those different from regular planes? Aren't those, like, private jet planes? They're more like triangles.
0: No, I mean, if it's a plane and it has jet engines, then I believe it's a jet plane.
1: Okay. No, I'm not leaving on a jet plane. Want to take a guess at what our topic is?
0: The invention of putting seats as close together as possible while still having them contain a living human being.
1: And also being a flotation device. No, we're going to talk about airplanes. This is a much older subject than you would expect. Turns out, people have been discontent with their lot in life on the ground. Who would have known? We wanted to fly. We wanted to be a part of the flying mammal sector. Pop quiz. Are you ready? I'm ready. Which of the mammal kingdom is the only mammal that can fly?
0: Everybody knows that's the platypus.
1: I think that is the worst answer you could have given me.
0: Yeah, they have the big tail and the big duck bill and they use them as wings. I've read it on a Snapple lid, I think.
1: You know, with that bill, you would think that they would be able to fly, but no. It's the bat. I was going to give it to you, though, if you said flying squirrel. They glide. That counts, I guess. Much like Buzz Lightyear, they fall with style. And who am I to tell Buzz Lightyear that he can't fly?
0: A little cowboy feller with a yellow shirt.
1: Woody? We know of our deep desires to fly because of legends. There are a lot of them, but I think the one everybody knows is the story of Icarus and his father Daedalus.
0: Icarus from Smash Brothers, yes. You you got me.
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, They were imprisoned and Daedalus constructed wings with wax and feathers. They were flying from Crete to Naples. Daedalus made his journey successfully, but Icarus flew too close to the sun and thus melted his wax wings and fell to his death. You know the one.
0: He should have hit up and be...
1: Is this a Smash Brothers reference? Yes. Oh my goodness. I remember watching an animated version of this story when I was little, and I tried to find it so I could watch it again. But of course, I couldn't find it. But I did find other videos about it, and wow, there was a lot of details they left out of the children's version. I highly recommend everyone to learn the whole story. It is very interesting and involves some bold bestiality.
0: All good stories do.
1: There are several other legends, one involving Alexander the Great harnessing four mythical creatures called griffins. They had wings and he attached them to a basket and flew him around his realm. Maybe that is when he became great.
0: You are absolutely right.
1: Thank you. The discovery of the kite by the Chinese in 400 BC, though, was the real catalyst in our journey to flying. Kites were used in religious ceremonies. They made these beautiful colorful kites with wood and paper or silk to this day chinese kites are known for their very elaborate colorful designs truly gorgeous pieces of art
0: yeah i used to see them on pbs and i was always begging my parents to buy me some extravagant kite but we'd go to walmart and get those little two dollar things
1: those never did well
0: they sure didn't they were basically single use disposable kites
1: Leonardo da Vinci is touted with being an inventor. He had over 100 drawings that illustrated his theories on flying. It is important to mention, though, that none of his ideas were built, and even if they had been, they would not have worked. But he does outline a number of observations and beginning concepts that would find a place in the development of the airplane. I think it's interesting how he's always called an inventor, but really he just had cool ideas that he wrote down in a notebook. Being smart in ye olden times must have been so easy. You just had to think about stuff and then draw pictures and write it down.
0: If they had gotten my notebook from middle school, they would have thought I was a genius. For sure.
1: Tito Livio Burattini,
0: Know him well, know him well.
1: Constructed a model aircraft that consisted of four pairs of fixed glider wings. These wings were attached to an elaborate dragon body. He's said to have successfully lifted a cat in 1648.
0: I don't know if I believe him.
1: The poor cat. Cats don't. I mean, I guess cats like to be up high, but they generally don't like to be unstable. Giovanni Borelli, an Italian mathematician, concluded in the 1680s that, this is a quote, It is impossible that man should be able to fly craftily by their own strength. He calculated that our bodies are just too heavy and our muscles are too weak to fly. This is big news. Hopefully, people will stop trying to attach wing-like structures to their arms and subsequently falling to their deaths. There were quite a few accounts of various people trying to do this, most likely because of the legends of Icarus and Daedalus. That all ended badly. So I'm glad someone finally said, hey, maybe don't try this anymore. I've done the math and it is just not gonna work. The Montgolfier brothers, Joseph and Jacques, were the inventors of the first hot air balloon. In 1782, they discovered that heated air captured in a bag caused the bag to rise. They constructed a balloon that was dome-shaped and had three lateral bands held together by 1,800 buttons.
0: Probably took a minute to assemble.
1: Oh my gosh, they probably spent hours sewing buttons. They then put a fishing net of cord covering the outside of the balloon to help help it with its structure. They burned wool and straw under the opening of the bottom of the bag and let it fill with the hot, smoky air. It climbed about 3,000 feet and stayed afloat for about 10 minutes and landed about a mile and a half away. It's pretty good.
0: It's a lot better than those who came before them. That's for sure.
1: They repeated the experiment with a larger balloon and placed a sheep, a chicken, and a duck as passengers. For the purposes of this podcast, though, we're going to pretend that it was a sheep, a chicken, and a goose. This balloon floated for about eight minutes and went about 6,000 feet high. They did the animals because they wanted to test if living things could survive in high altitude. So, you know, if, if that balloon came back down and those animals were still alive, then that was a good sign. Then they had their first manned flight, where they flew an even bigger balloon of about 75 feet tall with a 50-foot diameter over Paris. And it went about five and a half miles in about 25 minutes. Nothing like this had ever been done before.
0: It's pretty fast. Fast distance.
1: What I find interesting about this story is they didn't go up in their first manned flight. They sent two other people... That would that would not instill confidence in me that the inventors were like, nah, you guys go up and let me know how it goes. We'll find you when you land. They might have flown first. I don't know exactly, but their names were definitely not at the top of the lists that I found. I'm going to choose that they did fly first and they just didn't want to brag.
0: Yeah. People back then didn't want fame or attention.
1: No, they definitely didn't name anything after themselves. That would have been vain. But this invention was a huge deal. I even found some statements about how various things were being made with balloon motifs like snuff boxes, chandeliers, hats, bird cages, clocks, to name a few. A testament to how marketing never misses an opportunity.
0: They also had these, in retrospect, funny paintings back then where artists would paint their predictions of the future and they had all of these people floating around the streets with little personal balloons tied around them. It's kind of like their version of flying cars.
1: Okay, so we need to bring back hot air balloons, but like small personal hot air balloons that we navigate the cities with.
0: You know, they are trying to popularize freight balloons. What now? Yeah, zeppelins that carry cargo containers. They can cut to their destination faster and theoretically produce less emissions.
1: I have one word. That will deter this Hindenburg. Who's that? I actually did not add that to our history because I didn't get that far. I imagine that we will pick this topic up again and and go further into the future and even more modern times. I guess you'll have to wait to learn about that. Not long after the hot air balloon came the hydrogen balloon, invented by Jacques Charles. He had his first flight in 1783 as well, but a few months after the brothers' first manned flight. He reached about 9,800 feet and talked about his experience with altitude sickness and hearing pain, which I'm guessing means, like, his ears, the pressure in his ears behind his eardrums got too excessive.
0: His ears popped.
1: Yeah, he didn't know about the pinch your nose and blow trick.
0: I just yawn. That does it for me.
1: I just chew gum while I'm taking off and then I'm fine. Do you know how it's difficult to fly with children? Mostly because they don't know what's happening and it hurts I know mothers who will feed their babies while they're taking off so that they'll continually be swallowing. Smart. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin was in France at the time and happened to be in the crowd of onlookers. So that was interesting. It was a little tidbit.
0: And he probably tried to steal their idea, but he wasn't good enough.
1: What is your deal with Benjamin? You're named after Benjamin Franklin.
0: <laughs> That's not true. But uh, just saying, Franklin, he was a bit of an Edison.
1: George Cayley is said to be the father, or maybe the grandfather, of airplanes. At the age of 26, in 1799, he developed the concept and design for what is considered the first modern airplane. Over the next 50 years, he made improvements, fixed main wings, a fuselage, a tail with horizontal and vertical control surfaces, a cockpit, and basic propulsion made of revolving vanes, which were precursors for the propellers. It was more of a glider, but still the beginning of, of airplanes. A young boy whose name is unknown was the first to fly one of his gliders.
0: You'll go down in history with a cat.
1: Oh, Yeah, I guess we didn't know the cat's name either. German engineer Otto Lilienthal worked to design a glider that would fly. He wrote a book on aerodynamics that was published in 1889 and was used by the Wright brothers in their pursuit of an airplane. After more than 2,500 flights, he was killed when he lost control because of a sudden strong wind and crashed into the ground. This is a warning to my brother-in-law, Nathan, who loves to go on gliders. Please be careful. There are rogue winds out there. I don't have a life insurance policy out on you yet. Give me a few weeks.
0: Being careful doesn't get you any ladies.
1: It also doesn't get you in the history books. Samuel Langley realized that power was needed. He built a model of a plane that he called an aerodrome. It included a steam-powered engine and in 1891 his model flew three-quarters of a mile before running out of fuel. He received a $50,000 grant to build a full-sized one, but it was too heavy and it crashed. I imagine he must have been very devastated. But he is also well-known as the director of the Smithsonian Institute, so I think he landed on his feet. <laughs> you should insert a little I
0: feel like a steam engine is definitely a heavy choice for propulsion.
1: So the Wright brothers, you may know them, Orville and Wilbur, their dad would go off on trips and bring back stuff from his travels. He brought back one of those rubber band helicoptery things, and they immediately started trying to make copies of it. Which made me think of you and your brothers. I feel like that's something y'all would do.
0: I was just thinking the same thing.
1: Wilbur was the older brother, and he finished high school, but after their mother died of TB in 1889, Orville dropped out.
0: TB as in thick booty.
1: I believe it's tuberculosis. Who's to say? I believe the International Classification of Diseases would say.
0: We'll never know.
1: They must have been very close because they did a lot of things together. They went into a printing press business together, and then they had a bicycle repair shop together, the Wright Cycle Company, which apparently did very well financially.
0: Sigma male grind set.
1: They started with gliders. Their first two gliders didn't work as well as they hoped. They didn't provide enough lift and they couldn't control them. So to work on these issues, they built a wind tunnel.
0: That's impressive.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> They tested different wing shapes, and the most important part, they developed their third glider that became the first fully controllable aircraft with roll, pitch, and yaw controls.
0: I know what those mean.
1: What is yaw?
0: <laughs> roll is as you expect, it's Right, the rolling right. side to side. Pitch is the tilting up and down. Right, and I, I
1: assessed all those. Forward
0: and back direction. Yaw is the rotation. On the vertical axis, so just turning it oh, okay. left the and tail right. tail fishing. Ta- what?
1: Like when a trailer starts fish, tail, fish, f- fish tailing. tail fishing.
0: <laughs> fish tailing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of motion. That's y'all, y'all.
1: With that successful glider under their belt, they moved on to the next step, which was building an engine that was light enough and still powerful enough to propel an airplane. And then in the early 20th century, December 17th, 1903, to be exact, The Wright brothers, after four years of research and design, finally succeeded in a 120-foot 12-second flight in North Carolina. North Carolina, the home of the airplane.
0: Well, I mean, they're from Ohio, aren't they?
1: Yeah, but they did it in North Carolina.
0: I think Ohio would probably prefer that title. They don't have much else going for them. Just give it to them.
1: Actually, they did a lot of their testing on a beach in North Carolina because they enjoyed the wind was very helpful for them to get things going, especially with their gliders. And the sand provided a soft cushion to crash on.
0: On another note, 12 seconds is a pretty long time to go 120 feet. 10 feet per second. That's really slow.
1: Yeah, they knew there were some problems. After that initial success, they realized they still had a lot of uh, perfecting to do. The plane was still underpowered and difficult to control, so they established the world's first test flight facility in Huffman, Prairie, Ohio, which to this day is the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. At first, they could only fly in a straight line for very short amounts of time, but by the end of 1905, they were able to fly figure eights and stay in the air for over half an hour. Wow. Pretty good. A lot better. The Wright-Flyer was the world's first practical airplane. They had a hard time getting the governments of the world, though, interested, not because they weren't interested in a flying machine, but because they believed they were crooks. And for the people that did believe them, they thought, well, if two bicycle repair dudes can build one, then certainly they could build one themselves.
0: They thought they were trying to scam them.
1: I don't know if they necessarily thought that they were getting scammed, but they definitely weren't interested. I think they mostly just thought they were crazy. (laughs) In 1907, the U.S. Army Signal Corps asked for an aircraft, and then a few months later, so did France. But they wanted a plane that could carry a passenger, so they did have to work on some modifications, but after this, as you can imagine, orders for aircrafts poured in, and they set up airplane factories and flight schools on both sides of the Atlantic. Once you display something, copycats pop up, and it was true for the airplane as well. The Wright brothers were involved in bitter patent fights and legal battles. Apparently, one of these legal battles involved the Smithsonian, and there is still bad blood between the Wrights and the Smithsonian. Do you remember the Langley guy we talked about earlier?
0: That was the steam engine guy.
1: Yes. Someone said that he was the rightful first plane builder guy, but, I mean, obviously he wasn't because his plane crashed, and if he, they said that if he would have had more time... There was some kind of argument, something about the Wright brothers didn't deserve to be the inventors of the airplane, but the Smithsonian did not win. Obviously, the Wright brothers were, are still known as the inventors of the airplane, but they're still pretty uh, bad blood there. I think if you go and, and look at their displays, the Smithsonian doesn't talk too terribly much about the Wright brothers, which, I mean, Langley was their director, so... You can imagine what side Smithsonian took. I don't know. There might be a story there if someone, or if we wanted to get deeper into that.
0: I don't think his steam engine would have flown.
1: Well, the courts decided that he did not deserve the title. So I think everybody agrees with you except for the Smithsonian. In 1912, Wilbur got typhoid and died, and Orville sold the Wright Company in 1916 to pursue... To pursue inventing again and I'm sure to get rid of the headache. He probably just wanted to get back to his little tinkering and garages and whatnot. And the rest is history. We might bring this topic up again since we are stopping at the invention of the airplane, but there is so much more to air travel that we could cover up into the modern time.
0: Jet engines, passenger planes, cargo planes, and the mighty space shuttle
1: even the people that run these things like there's some interesting stuff about stewardesses i don't have any public service announcements regarding airplanes but i do want to mention that we will be traveling back home to louisiana next week which means we will not be uploading a new episode next week we will be back in two weeks and we'll be broadcasting from Louisiana.
0: She's trying to get out of writing a new episode topic, but I'm, I'm still going to be fighting for it. Don't worry, I, I've got your best interest at heart.
1: We have been discussing Ben bringing a topic, so maybe this is his opportunity. And then I get to sit back and make jokes and pretend that I'm stupid.
0: This is your captain speaking, and this has been another exciting history of a mundane thing. Don't forget to grab a goose, and thank you for flying thingamajigs. Now, go! Forgive me by you, me by you, the